0: Hi, I'm Liz and I'm Rhea. Welcome to Karma's My Bitch, a podcast about love, sex, connection, abundance, joy, purpose, peace, and how life isn't
1: simply the stories we tell ourselves.
0: As I've mentioned before, in my soul memory practice, what underpins some of the teaching and the work around it is karma. And karma represents the unhealed piece of our trauma. And the trauma effectively is, and I'll say it in the spiritual statement, which is, I and God are not one. So it marks the separation that we experience from ourselves with our divine core. And you can also sort of see it as the separation between ourselves and our power. It could also be seen as the separation between ourselves and us in the sense that moment where we learned to see ourselves differently, where judgment and shame begin to rule our lives. And so we kind of look at karma through a particular lens. So for the sake of our Karma's My Bitch practice and podcast, we talk about karma as in a karmic story. So everyone has a particular theme, and it's one of seven themes. And a lot of our relationships and issues all center around those themes, right? And everybody has one, has at least one particular. We'll have one theme, and there'll be many stories in which it shows up. So you only ever have one theme? No, you can't say that as a blanket statement. Some people might have more. It really depends on what they came for. Oh, god! Now, it used to be, and I feel like I need to, I didn't know how to bring this in before. So what could preface this, though, is for people to understand that it used to be, When we weren't in the evolutionary place that we are now, people would come in with seven karmic issues. And those you could sort of see around a particular karmic thing, but that's different from how people are experiencing karma now. And they're experiencing karma differently now because consciousness has risen, right? So our understanding around these teachings will always evolve based on where our consciousness is.
1: We all come into this world at a time when there's separation. So as in there's right and wrong, there's polarity, Mm -hmm. there's judgment, there's shame, there's fear. No one's free to do exactly what they want when they
0: want to do it. Or how they want to do it. And nothing. There's all rules. Yes. Um, And that's what we call third dimensional consciousness. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Because
1: actually in that place, you deny who you really are in order to fit in. Mm -hmm. And there's all these different things that come as a result of that. And you don't see how powerful you truly are to create the life you want and to just be holy and perfectly you mm-hmm. will be at the core one issue. Yeah. So whether it is I am unlovable, I am undeserving, I am not worthy, I am imperfect, I am evil, I am broken or I am nothing. Yes. Effectively is, I am not good enough because of one of those things. Exactly. And so... Because the I am not good enough is what underscores all of it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And that is the kind of the pinpoint back. So for example, with me, if let's say it was I am unlovable, Mm -hmm. all my relationships, even if it's romantic, familial, every type of relationship I had, I would feel like I was not good enough enough to be loved as I was, mm-hmm. so I would then present a certain side of myself, or when things went badly, mm-hmm. I would see what I'd done wrong so I could be better next time. Mm-hmm. And so all my relationships were echoing back to me the fact that I didn't love myself because I believed I was unlovable. Yes. Therefore, I was not good enough to love myself. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I could not be in my power because I
0: didn't believe I had any because I didn't believe I deserved it. For me, and I'll share this as well, my personal piece was I'm undeserving. So for me, it really played out in work. It played out in pretty much every professional setting. My not good enough story was me hiding out from the world, hiding all my work from the world because Mm. I was so afraid that it Uh, wasn't good enough and that I wasn't good enough to share it.
1: I feel that this year was quite intense for people in terms of that kind of I am not good enough powerlessness. So if really everything, if all our karma goes back to me and God are not one, what that means for me is I am not powerful enough to be the God in my world.
0: Well, I'm not good enough to have any power.
1: I'm not good enough. Yeah. Yeah. So 2020, for example, was a real wake up in all the different ways in which we weren't powerful.
0: Oh, completely. 2020 was our year of karma. As a collective? Yes.
1: Because obviously, personally, everyone is at different stages of their karma.
0: Yes. But definitely anyone who had any unresolved karmic stuff, it was up.
1: And so when you say it was up, you mean we could see it? We were being triggered? It was knocking at our door.
0: Not everybody was willing to see it. Some people are very good at burying their heads in the sand, for sure. And that's the thing
1: about karma and that's why we called it karma's my bitch mm-hmm. is that actually if you look at it and deal with it and then you realize how powerful you are and I say this I'm going to be probably saying this in every episode of 4.1 <laughs> when you realize that you're so powerful you made yourself believe that you were powerless yeah then you realize how powerful you are how You can really create your life Mm -hmm. in a really different way and actually have fun, have joy, do all the things that you want to actually do Mm -hmm. and not really give a shit whether it works or doesn't because it's just another opportunity and another thing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the irony of this all is that, yeah, 2020 was fucking horrific in many ways and 2021, I mean, we're all living it now. (laughs) But at the end of the day, in facing it, in looking at it, mm-hmm. we really can get to a place where we feel really powerful and really loving towards ourselves.
0: Yeah. Um, that would be really nice. Yeah. I mean,
1: talking long term. <laughs> yes, just saying,
0: exactly. I yeah. mean, I think right now in 2021, we are now due for a massive karmic release. Okay. That's um, what 2021 is. And what is a karmic about? release? Well, in soul memory, we do a very gentle karmic release. When it's a collective karmic release, it could be a bit of a shitstorm. So just think about you when you were dealing with your stuff and you were coming to terms with your own karmic story. What was that like on a personal level?
1: Well, I mean, for me, a release is physical, emotional, spiritual, and mental all at the same time.
0: Yeah. And so when it, yeah? how does it feel?
1: I was crying, so physically getting out stuff. Mm-hmm. And mentally, things were kind of clicking into place in a different way emotionally it was very tidal wavy and spiritually actually it was a bit freeing in the sense that i mm. realized that i was the one who was responsible for all the things that had happened to me wow in That's terms huge. Of, yeah in terms of i had yeah. made my choices yeah every choice i had made mm-hmm. had contributed Mm -hmm. to the beliefs and the life that I was living and on an individual level that's what people are coming to this year that was my comic that was I guess my comic release and once that was done it was like oh wait so I can really mourn and hold space for the shit that happened and why I did it and have compassion for it Mm -hmm. and accept it and take responsibility for it but if
0: I can do all those things then maybe I can also change it or not even have to change it but start anew. We're far enough into 2021 now that we've seen and we've said this before that there's no going back.
1: Well, you can't.
0: You cannot go back. But there was the, there was a there was a hope for some. Some were clinging to the idea that with enough things in place, vaccine or other protocols or something, life would go back somehow back to normal, whatever that was, or we'd be in a new normal, but things would somehow be familiar and life will still retain its familiar pieces. It is not the same. And so there's no going back. There's no changing because there's nothing we can possibly change. It's just really understanding and beginning to grasp that it's about starting anew.
1: When you actually see something for what it is, when a relationship falls apart or when it shifts or... When you learn something new about yourself or about someone else, you can't go back. You can't unlearn something. You can't unsee something. You can't unknow something. It can transform. Mm -hmm. It can move. Mm -hmm. But you can't go back. You can still have all the same people in your life and superficially all the same ways. Mm -hmm. But your relationships can be weaker or stronger or whatever else. And I think even on a global level, like enough has happened this year that we have seen really the reality of where
0: we are being held back mm-hmm. in freedom yeah. in power i think we've been seeing that since 2018 what's frustrating for a lot of people though is the fact that it's not happening fast enough yes i mean you are probably the most impatient person i know oh but God. i think you've you've shifted enough in your relationship to time that you are a lot better than you used to be you're not complaining as much <laughs> You haven't. And that's interesting because when it comes to karma, time cannot be a factor. Because if we did it all at the same time, our world would literally implode. Why? It's too much. It would be too destructive. Because if everybody wakes up, to their lives and the personal responsibility and choices they made, it would become really destructive.
1: So I do understand when you say that we'll implode, we might not always necessarily even implode on the outside. Yes. But our trust, our faith, our hope, our knowing Mm -hmm. does implode from the inside so that we become hopeless. And so even if we're alive and doing everything we want to do, we've shut down entirely. Mm -hmm. And so we aren't able to get to where we need to get to, which is to see that we are powerful enough to create our own joy and love. Because we are so traumatized.
0: Just beaten up. Yeah, just just done, dead. Yeah. And 2020 really beat up a lot of people. But there are those, and there are enough, Raya, who came out of it still living, still breathing, still aware. Still hopeful. Somewhat hopeful. Hopeful enough, I would say. But definitely a hell of a lot more conscious. And it's that level of consciousness, of self-awareness, of self-empowerment that will get them through that phase that you just described of how am I going to like ever trust again? Yeah. Yeah. Because we don't need to fall back on our trust necessarily. Sometimes it helps just to go with our knowing. I still know I'm here for a reason. I still know I'm standing for a reason. There's a reason I didn't kill myself. And that's enough. Yeah. It's enough. We really don't need to project ourselves into an uncertain future as somebody we really don't know yet.
1: I'm going to ask this because I feel we talk about it a lot and maybe we have answered this question already. Okay. But I'm just going to quickly pop it in. Define conscious and consciousness.
0: To be conscious is to be alive and fully in body, right? And we don't mean all four bodies. We mean the three, at least. So the mental, physical, and emotional.
1: So you're just aware of you're, you're not hiding your emotions, you're listening to your body, and you're using your mind mm-hmm. to connect the dots. Yes, your mental body. Your mental body. So not yeah. your fear and your ego, but the bigger mental body. Right.
0: And I'm your... not going
1: to ask us to define that again today, because I don't <laughs> think even I still understand what that is going on.
0: Okay, so just imagine you being able to operate from your mind, but in the broadest perspective possible, that does not include your ego that is filtering most of your reality. Say, for instance, you get a text. And mm-hmm. someone else reading it, an objective person, because it's not about them, reads it and is like, oh, I get what this means. Yeah. Your name is in it and you're like, it's being critical of me. It was saying this. And you know the person who sent it is thinking, we did not intend it that way. It was the objective person who read it was like, oh,
1: yeah. So is that my fine. fear and my ego or my mental body?
0: That is your ego working. Okay. If your mental body were at play, right, was really... the the perspective would have been broad. It would not have even noticed. That's what it means to be conscious in your mental body specifically. Now, of course, if your emotions were being triggered, that's where you need work in your emotional body.
1: Okay. So being fully conscious is going with the flow emotionally,
0: Mm -hmm. having... Having a high level of what we might call emotional intelligence. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. To see the bigger picture, to not be easily triggered... I mean, in general, being conscious is really about being able to see and sit within the bigger picture of your life. Of all these experiences we've been having since 2020 was, and that's what we mean by waking up, it's just take one experience in which you were extremely challenged, look at it and try to understand, why did I call this to myself? What is this trying to teach me? Now, you get far enough along in your evolution your life, you're not going to need to do that with every single thing you go through, right? You can just flow with it. It could trigger you mildly, in which case you could stop and think, is this something or is it not? It's not, okay, I move on. But really, when you are in that process of dealing with your karma, it's always there to teach you and show you something as you were recounting in your unlovable story about like, I swear, every single guy I was encountering, it was a lesson and it was exhausting, Yeah. When people are really having to learn to examine and understand their karma, it is about taking a particular issue or incident or relationship and expanding that out, that lesson that they get and seeing how it applies into the rest of their lives. And that's how the story begins to heal. The reason it takes time for our story to kind of reveal itself, takes time for us to become more and more conscious, mm -hmm. right? So consciousness, which we didn't really explain. We got to conscious, but consciousness and higher consciousness, I tend to use those interchangeably, even though they mean different things. Consciousness is really the application of the three bodies. When you are conscious, you're displaying that consciousness. And that's a high level awareness, right? Like it. It would be wonderful if most people, the majority of people in the world, could operate from that level. So it's basically I'm taking responsibility for myself. I'm aware of how I feel,
1: and I'm acting yes, accordingly.
0: Exactly. Now, higher consciousness is really when the spiritual body. Okay, comes so it's, in. it's
1: four bodies, not three. So it's right. the extra bit of. I assume there's a bigger reason for this. Rather I than know that.
0: there is. It's not an. And oh, it's okay. not an assumption. It's the. I can really see all this for what it is. I see the game. I see the role that we are all playing. I see how that plays into my relationship to the collective, and that's where oneness consciousness starts to come in.
1: Because once you're able to heal your three bodies, mm-hmm. reconnect to your fourth, yes, whatever way it it's is.
0: It's really so it's really like once you're operating from your three bodies and you heal those, your human life and the existence that you've had becomes way better to the point where then you could really start to understand there's another connection to be made, and that's the spiritual body.
1: Which makes sense, because once you're able to get to a place where you've healed yourself and have compassion for yourself and all that stuff, you then find it very naturally, Mm -hmm. you you apply it to other people, and you do start seeing we are all one. Because I am me, Mm -hmm. because of what I've gone through, but I could easily be you. And I am you in some ways. So I respect you and your choices just as much as I respect me
0: and my choices. Exactly. And that's, by the way, what episode one of the season was about (laughs) in many ways. Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) That's why it was episode one.
1: Okay. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But that makes total sense.
0: Yeah. And so to be able to enter fifth dimensional oneness consciousness does require that quote unquote higher consciousness, our ability to have some connection to our spiritual body. We don't have to have it full on. We don't need to be walking around reading people's minds, being telepathic and channeling and seeing medians and being, you know, and having our astrologer on speed dial. Like that's not that's not what higher consciousness is. It's really about understanding and starting to tap into what our personal power is. So I can call that my divine self. I can say I'm connected to my divinity. You can just say I feel so in my power, I know who I am, I know what I'm here for, and I'm going to live it, that's enough too.
1: Is that what personal power is? Yes. The reason why you know why you're here, that that can change over time, I assume.
0: That can come in a bit over time. That can trickle in. Again, you know, in the flip side of if everybody realized all their karmic shit at one time, they'd implode. If people really tapped into the quote-unquote universal truths, if you will, and really expand that way they would also implode. (laughs) It's a lot. It's a lot. And we're doing it all in a single lifetime where we're moving from third dimensional separation consciousness to fifth dimensional oneness consciousness. And we are doing it in body as in, and this is why we had to record the previous episode about death. We are not doing it by dying. We are doing it conscious and alive. And in no other lifetime have we ever had this opportunity. This is a very big deal. And people are watching (laughs)
1: Oh, really?
0: In the cosmic sense, yes. Oh, really? (laughs) This is a big, fat experiment, girl. This is huge. Has anyone ever
1: done this in any life, anywhere, in any planet?
0: Um, Okay, well, we will not lie. Um, It's never been done before. Not without completely wiping the slate clean. In one way or another, it gets done. If it leads to our very own self-destruction, then it's done. Then it's done. (laughs) So, yes, it will be done.
1: Yeah.
0: It is our will being done. So however many of us can really truly will it is what will determine how it goes, which is why the previous episode of When Experiments Go Awry, it's about understanding and looking back through history, through time, to see all the ways in which we've created and contributed to our own demise, even with the best of intentions. It is so critical that we understand that, yes, we have fucked things up. Yes, even with the best of intentions, things can go awry because we didn't allow ourselves the opportunity to really operate from our fullest power. Instead, to be able to do that, we were doing it through rules. We were doing it to control others. We were not doing it from a place of freedom and honoring other people's freedom. So we, we can look back. And the one thing to really garner from all of those stories really and to glean is to understand that we need to do that differently. And we're coming into a time where we're going to be challenged to be able to do it that way because there's going to be more people who want to do it the old way. And that's really what's at risk. And that's what was showing through in 2020. As you've noticed that for your life to look different, right, for all of us who Could really are able to come to terms with and make karma their bitch. The only way our lives ever shift and really look different is when we've done it on the individual level. So that's what we're doing in 2021, and what we have been doing for the past couple of years, really, is coming to terms with our karmic stories and our themes individually so that way we could be prepared for the collective experience which is coming this summer when you've healed and you've managed to transcend this is one time we can use that word transcend properly your shit and you're like but my life doesn't look so different i thought you know it's almost like winning the lottery idea that my life should look different right it doesn't the point is is that you will deal with it differently And that takes practice. But nice opportunities can still come. They, Of course they will come. You'll become so decisive. You won't even want to deal with the shit anymore. And the less of that you deal with, then the other stuff starts to come. And also it can come at the same time.
1: Yes. You can still be doing some practice in some areas and enjoying some nice
0: times in other areas. Right. Because third dimensional consciousness tells us because of separation, things can only happen in pairs or parts. So if it's good, then it's bad. But in 5D, everything's kind of happening at one time. And when you're in flow, you're taking it all in. So yes, exactly. The reality is that the reality hasn't changed. It is our consciousness that has shifted.
1: So when you can see all the ways in which you've been sublimating your power, Mm -hmm. and you're like, well, no, I'm fucking powerful. I can do whatever I want. Then it does naturally spurn a revolution because it's like, I don't need to listen to you. And that's what you meant at the beginning when you said there's no going back. Because once you know your own power, yeah. you really can't give it up again. Not because it's a selfish or spoiled thing. It's just no. like, this is where I'm really happy and I can't live any other way.
0: What got us through 2020 will not get us through 2021. It really be, will require a lot of faith and ability to see that there's still more life to live. And to make it through isn't just the karmic peace. It's really just life
1: anyone listening and feeling remotely how I felt many times I mean episode 16 of season two I don't speak because I couldn't I was crying so much Mm -hmm. but I know that having that faith to make it through does get to the other side right yeah so that would be my advice for anyone listening Mm -hmm. thinking well done I'm tired I've done it on an individual level the collective levels forgetting, getting you know like it's I thought this was done already it's just you're still standing and no and you know that there's a reason why you are mm-hmm. so why don't you stick along stick around long enough to find out yeah and that's what i think faith means to me and then for others who are in higher consciousness so then will connect to their spiritual bodies so someone like you i guess would be there must be a bigger plan out there you know etc cetera, etc cetera. <laughs> and i'm just going hunk to hunker down do in it my a flat way. yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> yes <laughs> and understand that our power or capacity to literally survive 2021 intact just means that we just need to stop living in judgment and separating. And that really begins like, if you've managed to do that on a personal level, great. Well, then start doing it for others too. Because separation is really one of the things that made 2020 so fucking unbearable. And the only way to get to 5D is to be fully conscious. So sometimes
1: the more powerless we're being made to feel, is so that we can become more and more conscious
0: of where we've been powerless. Exactly. And then to be able to tap in, not just to that individual power, but the desire. Because when we know what we desire, we are in tune with what we need, and we will want to work toward meeting those needs. And that is actually what we're doing this year, is tapping into what our desires are and figuring out how we can serve them. No one can deliver us into 5D. No one is the shepherd of 5D. There are many of us out there around the world who have been lighting the way for it, who have been laying the groundwork, who have been signaling to others, you want to get to a better world? This will be the way. You want greater peace and freedom in your life? Try this direction. It's not because they're the ones who make it possible. They're the ones who are trying to get you to see that only you can make it possible.
1: Which means that gaslighting other people, trying to force them to change trying to bend them to your will, trying to drag them along for the ride, Mm -hmm. whatever that is, that's not going to work.
0: Exactly, and that perpetuates separation. Thank you for listening. For more information, articles, and inspiration, find us at karmasmybitch.com and at karmasmybitch.insta.
1: And if you liked what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review.